96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. This morning you have Garrett Ray and Bryce Payne, and we are talking about easy wins in personal finance. How you doing, Bryce? I'm doing well, Garrett. How are you? Doing okay. As we sit here and record this, we just got done uh, watching the Super Bowl, so uh, I hope everyone had their fill of the Chiefs and Taylor Swift, and <laughs> glad everything played out the way that uh, all of the uh, press was wanting it. So, <laughs> How many times did they cut to Taylor in that whole game? Actually, it wasn't as many as I would have thought, but yeah, enough. I think there sure. were actually more cuts to her than there were penalties in the game. That was probably the least penalized Super Bowl game that I've ever seen. That's true. Which, there were four or five penalties yeah. the entire game, one of them pretty huge. Yeah. At any rate, <laughs> at any rate. Uh, it's. I know you, you were really pulling for uh, – the 49ers there, but it is, it is interesting to see, uh, another great quarterback in the making, you know, breaking records. So young and whatnot, uh, there will come a time I'm sure where I am just as uh, frustrated and agitated and had enough of him, just like I did of Peyton, uh, not Peyton of, uh, Brady Brady over the years, but, uh, it'll get to that point. So anyway, um, let's go ahead, Garrett, do our, uh, our wealth guardian service salute for everybody this morning, if you would. Absolutely, guys. So, you know, as we continue to watch what's going on across the world, uh, we want to keep our service members, men and women, in our hearts and in our minds. Uh, We know that it is you that put on the uniform each and every morning when you go out the door and um, often leaving your families behind for extended periods of time. Uh, Again, just a heartfelt thank you from us here at the Wealth Guardians for everything that you do. And also a shout out to our community first responders as well. Yeah, I'll second that. Very good. Thank you, Garrett. Now, uh, as we've started in 2024, in order to help you get to know your Wealth Guardian's financial advisor, Garrett and I ask a question of each other every weekend morning. And the question we're going to throw out here, and we can ask this of you as well. Garrett, what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Yeah, I can definitely remember it. Um, so it was by, it was when I was in the Navy, it was my uh, operations officer at the battalion. He, t- he said something to the effect, um, and it was a room of us of junior officers, and he was saying, try as best you can to get comfortable doing the uncomfortable. And for me, what that meant, uh, you know, engineer by degree, numbers guy, relatively introverted, not the hugest fan of public speaking, um, so getting, and here I am behind a microphone now, um, but <laughs> speaking to tens of thousands of people. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but just getting more comfortable in doing things that make you uncomfortable by going through the process. One, you'll learn a skill that you don't already have, or at least get better on a skill that is, you know, pretty lacking. Um, but then you'll also feel a sense of accomplishment of kind of going through that struggle. And so um, putting yourselves in uncomfortable situations when it's a conscious choice, it's, you know, I'm not talking about anything like, you know, uh, like traumatic or anything, um, but consciously putting yourself out there when you feel uncomfortable is probably a good step. Step out of your yep. comfort zone as yep. much as you can. Absolutely. Yeah, very good. All right. Well, uh, good pieces of advice for both of us that we can <clears throat> pass on to others out there as well. Well, let's go ahead and get into our uh, subject here, Garrett. Easy wins in personal finance. So, you know, it's important to eventually get a comprehensive financial plan for yourself. We've made no secret of that over the years here on the Wealth Guardians radio show. But absolutely. Some, sometimes even just a few minor adjustments in your portfolio can absolutely make a big difference. So we're going to discuss a few easy places to start. Sure. And Garrett, you and I see about uh, 50 portfolios come through the Wealth Guardians offices uh, a year. And yeah. we analyze those nine ways to Sunday. 
and see what we like about them, see what needs to be tweaked about them. And these kind of this this subject matter here kind of falls into that category of what what are some common things that we see need to be tweaked or sure. kept in mind by somebody as they're preparing to, uh, well, whether they're preparing to enter retirement or that's still years off, I think these are all kind of relevant. The first one we'll talk about is keeping the right amount in cash. Yeah. Uh, we do see people come to us who either have very little in cash mm-hmm. or way too much in cash. Way and I would much, say yep. it's probably the the latter that we see more often yes. than, than the former. Yep. Um, maybe somebody only says that, they only need you ask them the question directly how much money do you feel comfortable having in cash do you want to stay do you want to see staying there not making anything not keeping up with inflation but they're available for you for the immediate access and they might give a number something like what 50,000 whatever sure and you look at their portfolio and they've got 200,000 right in cash so that's a good question to start off with is one of the simpler ones. Keep the right amount in cash. And as I said, one of those main reasons would be you're, yeah, it's great. It's safe. You mm-hmm. feel comfortable. You, you, you feel confident or at least it's not stressing you out, the money that you have in cash. Exactly. You removed it from market risk. But there's a lot of different types of risks out there. And one of those types of risks is inflation risk. So, yes, you've removed it from market risk, but you've put it completely into inflation risk. And every day that we've got high inflation that you've got a large amount sitting in cash, it's losing its buying power. Um, So you want to keep the right amount in cash. Garrett, what would you uh, add to that, if anything? Yeah, you know, I think there's a couple different rules of thumb out there that I would say for the most part are are fairly good. You know, our our friend Dave Ramsey, he likes to say, you know, start off with a thousand dollar emergency fund. Pretty good advice. Okay, if you have a bad medical bill or something come along, car repair, that sort of thing, you can pay that off. It's not a stress factor. Then we start getting into the more kind of detailed question. Okay, beyond that one thousand dollars, what's an appropriate level? you know, three to six months of living expenses for a married couple with, you know, relatively stable jobs. If you're a single person, perhaps you want to extend that to six months to a year, just in case you happen to get laid off for an extended period of time, you can bridge that gap. You're right though, Bryce, that we see a lot of people with just bukus of cash. Uh, and it, it becomes kind of a security blanket for them. Perhaps they were burned back in 2008, 2009. They have, you know, memories of that and they just want to keep that security blanket of cash. Uh, try to always have a purpose for your cash is what you know I always suggest is that okay if it's not going to be for uh, n- everyday living expenses up to X amount of time okay if we're parking cash are we parking it to you know we hear this a lot uh, well I'm thinking about buying a new home or possibly a secondary home okay well how long have you been holding on to this cash well it's been sitting in the bank for four years we haven't found the right home okay that's an opportunity lost um, so just making sure that we have a plan for that cash that's really the only thing that For me, I want to see that we have a solid plan around the cash that's sitting in our banks. I agree with it completely. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Wealth Guardians radio show with Doug Ray. It's Garrett and Bryce talking to you this morning. And our topic is easy wins in personal finance, things that you want to make sure that you're not overlooking when it comes to uh, creating a retirement plan. the first one we talked about is keeping the right amount in cash. Garrett, the second one we want to talk about is consolidating old 401ks. You and I have brought this up before, and I think you and I both had a similar experience with our wives. Um, <laughs> yes. I, yes, we did. My, uh, my wife and I have been together for 14 years, though we only got married uh, in 2022. But yeah. uh, there came a point where I looked at 
I helped her out with her uh, investments and she had something like six old 401ks out there mm -hmm. that she never rolled over any of them. Mm -hmm. And we've got them all consolidated now, but man, that is, talk about not tending your fields. Yeah. Um, there's, there's so many reasons that you don't want to do that. Just leave them out there sitting there. I would say the first and foremost one, and we, we've got a lot of topics to, to cover here, so I don't want to dwell on this one too much, but it's probably one of the more important ones and one of the more common ones we see happen, is your overall retirement plan should have a, a theme or a purpose to it. And if you're just keeping a couple of investments in these mutual funds over there, that old 401k, and a couple of investments in mutual funds over here, that's like taking a a couple of steps from one recipe, flipping the page over yeah. in the recipe book to another uh, yep. recipe, taking a couple of steps out of that one and doing it again for a third one and a fourth one and hoping that whatever you end up concocting <laughs> is palatable. Yeah. When it comes out the oven, it's going to taste good. It's yeah. not going to, it's yeah. not going to happen. And you want to yeah. have, you want to have <laughs> one cook in the kitchen and have an idea of what that cook is, is yeah. putting together. And whether that's going to be you or a financial professional who's doing that, you're not going to get it out of just having a bunch of 401ks in various locations. You're yep. going to have overlap here. You're going to have lacking in other sectors or segments. And you really just want to take those 401ks, roll them over to IRAs. You're probably going to be paying less if you in an IRA, if you're not using mutual funds at least, you're going to be paying less in that IRA than you were in 12B1 fees at your 401k. That's one another Likely, yep. that we could go into the, the the cost savings on that as well. But Garrett, anything to add on that one? Because that's a big one. Yeah, I'll just throw it out quickly. You know, in 2016, I graduated from business school, and one of my professors said something that always stuck with me. He said, "You know, you guys going through your careers now," and I was about 30 at the time. Likely, you will have six to seven career changes, and I'm. You know, going back to like our financial world, that's career six, changes, not job changes. Yeah, well, job change. changes, career changes. Yeah, so that means that in theory, there's for your average employee out there, there's six to seven potentially orphaned four hundred one ks that they may or may not be managing. And let's face it, if you had a job from ten, twelve years ago, and it's three or four jobs ago, you probably forgot all about that employer plan. You have no idea what you're invested in. You don't know what the its its risk profile looks like. You could be invested in something complete, like super conservative, and now you have more risk appetite, or you're very risky, and now your risk has changed to more conservative. So there's a plethora of reasons for consulting your 401ks. One, to just make sure that most of your accounts are under one roof, and you've got a sense of direction of where it's going. You know, we could do an entire radio show on just, this. On just that one topic right there. <laughs> yeah. So I hate to go past it too quickly, but we are running up to a break here. But we're going to cover a couple of other topics that you want to make sure you're not overlooking as you prepare for retirement. <clears throat> I do want to remind everybody, one of those things that you want to prepare for is uh, having the right tax strategies in place. And speaking of that, we do have our seminar coming up Tuesday, March 5th and Thursday, March 7th. And this is a big one. Tax mm -hmm. Strategies to Reform Your Retirement. This is key. If you're getting ready to retire and you haven't gone through some type of class learning how taxes are different in retirement than they are for you when you have uh, W-2 income, yep. this is a key thing that you want to at least understand. Um, maybe you already have a CPA and you have confidence that they're taking care of it all for you, but boy, you want to understand it yourself. So our, our seminar, there's no cost or no obligation. Tax strategies to reform your retirement Again, if you're getting ready to retire, you want to understand this subject matter, and we're going to help you understand it to the degree that you should. Uh, Tuesday, March 5th, Thursday, March 7th, 6.30 p.m. in Clemens. 
There is no cost or obligation to attend, but you do have to register. There's two ways for you to register. Give us a call at our phone number, 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Or go to our website, thewealthguardians.com, and click on the Events tab, Tax Strategies to Reform Your Retirement. Okay, well, it's time for us to get to the break. In fact, we're running over here. And uh, Garrett, here's the trivia question. Are you ready? I am. Good grief. On February 13th, 2000, the very last Peanuts comic strip was published after 17,897 installments. It was only the day before that the Charlie Brown creator passed away on February 12th, 2000. It was his Charlie Brown Christmas and Halloween specials that paved the way for all the cartoon holiday classics since then. What was the author of Charlie Brown or Peanuts? What was his name? Okay. That is our trivia question. Stick around for the answer to it and see if we stumped Garrett on the other side of this break. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Garrett Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB. 96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne along with Garrett Ray. And in this second segment, this morning, we are continuing our conversation of easy wins in personal finance, the things that you need to make sure you're doing correctly as you prepare for retirement. Now, before we get to our trivia question, I've got two questions for you. A, are you looking forward to your retirement? B, do you want to make sure that you're making the best financial decisions for your retirement? I'm sure you answered yes to both those questions. So I've got great news for you. We here at The Wealth Guardians offer a no-cost, no-obligation, second opinion of your retirement plan. This includes a deep analysis of your assets, your investment portfolio, your insurance policies, your income needs, your risk tolerance, risk exposure, tax mitigation strategies, legacy goals, and even the fees that you're currently paying. Here's our goal. It's a simple one. We want to help you lower your fees, align your risk, and improve your overall retirement picture so you can indeed retire the job and keep the paycheck. But the ball's in your court. That's how it works. You have to give us a call. We don't know how to contact you. Our phone number is this, 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Give us a call or visit us at thewealthguardians.com to set up your financial plan review with Doug, Garrett, and myself today. Do want to remind you, the market's They aren't going to wait for you. All right, let's go ahead and get to the answer of that trivia question. Garrett, I'll repeat it for you. On February 13th, 2000, that was essentially 14 years ago, the very last Peanuts comic strip was published after 17,897 installments. It was only the day before that the Charlie Brown creator passed away on February 12th, 2000. Hmm. What was the author's name? It's got to be Charles Schultz, right? There you yeah. go. He got it right off the bat. Charles Schultz, kind of a household name uh, in Americana no, for sure. history. Yeah. And uh, uh, it was his Charlie Brown Christmas and Halloween specials that paved the way for the plethora of uh, Halloween <laughs> cartoon or Christmas cartoon specials that we see out there. So it was there. a whole genre now. Yeah, he was yeah. 77. He passed away of cancer. And it was a coincidence that he happened to die at that time. It wasn't because he passed away mm. that that was the last comic. They had already said that this was the day that the last one oh. was coming out wow. months in advance. And he passed away the uh, day before that. So wow. kind of an interesting, I guess, coinky dink, if you will, there. I did not know that. 
All right, let's go ahead and get back to our subject here. We got a number of them to get through. Easy wins and personal finance in the first segment. We talked about keeping the right amount in cash and consolidating old 401ks. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, Garrett, uh, <clears throat> reconsidering your managed account that has limited management. Really what we're talking about here is the difference between strategic management and tactical management. Right. So uh, tell us about that. Yeah. So, you know, we run in this on occasion where someone, they have a financial advisor, financial planner, and they were drawn up a strategy, let's say five, 10, maybe even 15 years ago. And that strategy essentially has not changed. And there's kind of two different philosophies of financial management. One strategic management, basically saying, we're going to buy a very well diversified portfolio and we're going to buy and hold. And then regardless of what the market does, we're just going to stick to our guns. And over a long time horizon, that does mathematically prove out to be typically the best strategy as far as annual rate of return. That being said, when does tactical management, meaning that we're going to care what the market is doing and start making strategic adjustments to our portfolio based on what the market is doing, that comes into play when someone approaches that retirement window, they're a couple years out from retirement or just retired, and they can no longer afford to absorb those big market drawdowns that do happen on occasion. Uh, we've certainly had our share here in the in memorable past, meaning that we don't want to expose ourselves to full market risk with a properly structured retirement portfolio. Um, so if you've had a plan drawn up for you and it hasn't been revisited in the past five to 10 years, or if you're not sure of what the overall strategy of that advisor and hopefully yourself is regarding that plan, let's certainly take a second look at that, get a plan around it, understand the strategy, Again, everything that we're investing should have a purpose and a plan behind it. No, absolutely. And really that you hear Garrett and I referring to strategic management versus tactical management. You can you can look that up to get an idea of the difference there. But strategic management in layman's terms is a buy and hold strategy, yep. which you know over a 20-year period might work just fine as long as you are prepared to feel the full brunt of the market when the market turns down 40%. You, your portfolio and most likely is going to do the same thing. And when you're 30, 40, maybe even 50 years old, that might be an adequate strategy. But sure, I've got time. When you're when you're retired or approaching retirement and the market takes a 40% dip, you don't want your portfolio to take a 40% dip. So you would switch over to a type of management called tactical management, which is kind of the opposite of buy and hold. So yep. that's what we mean by that. Uh, let's go ahead and get to the next one here. Uh, think about replacing high expensive mutual funds. Boy, Garrett, mm. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that we do uh, when somebody sits down with us, we go through our four meeting planning process, we analyze their current uh, portfolio allocation in a number of different ways, How, what kind of risk they're taking, what kind of fees they're paying. And one of the things that we look at is how are the mutual funds that they're in or that their advisor has them in, how do they compare, according to Morningstar, to the other mutual funds that are in that same family or same category. Sure, absolutely. And there is uh, a lot of surprises out there sometimes yeah. for clients that yeah. they didn't realize why on earth am I in this mutual fund to the degree that I am when it ranks number 1,741 in its family out of 1,742 <laughs> mutual funds in that family. Right, right. So, uh, we're not a fan of mutual funds here, Garrett. Not typically. Um, it, you know, it, it always blows people's minds you know, when I tell them, hey, do you know there's actually more mutual funds out there in existence than individual company stocks? Most oh. people are just shocked by that. True, fact. But it, true words. But, yep. it, but it is true. And uh, obviously, there's winners and there's stinkers when we have, we're talking about that many mutual funds. And so 
we have the software out there to do a deep dive into mutual funds, understand, you know, hey, how is its general performance compared to its peers? Are we talking about your, you know, in the bottom 5% tile of mutual funds? What are its fees? You know, a lot of people don't understand all, you know, mutual funds are managed, by the way. There's a mutual fund manager and he or she has a team of analysts that are, in theory, taking profits when they need to and looking for investments and that sort of thing. They're trading on your behalf. Most people know that. Uh, but what type of fee are they charging? Get a lot of blank looks when I bring that up. No one knows. So we basically talk a lot about of shifting away from mutual funds into a lower cost option called ETFs, exchange traded funds, uh, which can offer a lot of the same market type performance as some of the best managed mutual funds at a much lower management fee. Yeah, um, so fees is one of the reasons yep. that you would want to consider moving out of mutual funds. Another one is that it's very cookie cutter. I, I've yeah. used this analogy before. Let's say that you want to improve your golf game. You can watch YouTube videos all day long on golf instructions, but maybe you go out and pay a golf instructor $300 an hour yeah. for tips on personal tips, and he sits you down uh, in the uh, in the uh, golf room and shows you some YouTube videos. <laughs> is that worth the $300? Right. an hour that you're paying? Yeah. No, but that's yeah. kind of the same thing. Mutual funds are really designed for convenience above everything else. True. And that is kind of a do-it-yourself investment strategy because you don't have a financial planner mm -hmm. to help you out. So if you do have one and they're getting you invested via mutual funds, that to me is kind of, you can yeah. do better than that. If you've got a, a financial professional working for you, they should not be going to this cookie cutter route, in my opinion, and a lot of people's <clears> opinions. So think about replacing those high and expensive mutual funds. We can also talk all day long about Garrett. If you've got, let's say, a blue chip growth mutual fund, that's okay. one of the things that you put in your portfolio. Sure. And you need to augment that with some other uh, categories or sectors and whatnot. So you go into a Euro-Pacific fund. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to have quite a bit of uh, of doubling up. Overlap. On, yep. Overlap on yep. certain stocks and whatnot. Yep. So again, if you have a professional advisor who's managing the portfolio, you're probably not going to get that to the same degree. You shouldn't anyway. All right. Uh, here's another big one. And this might be the last one that we've got time for here, Garrett. Okay. Analyzing the tax efficient efficiency of your investments. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, a lot of folks, um, when they, they, they feel like they've done the right thing, they've been investing, they've been investing, and, you know, they come to us, and a lot of that is in one of a few buckets. Uh, you can have your tax-deferred accounts, right, your traditional IRAs, your 401ks, which we like because we get, when we make contributions to them in the year that we do so, we get a tax deduction uh, when we file the following year. But a lot of folks don't realize, or at least they forget, that when they do eventually retire, they've got this, you know, bucket of money that's built up. Well, when you take a distribution from that account, then you have to claim it as income. And so that is essentially, a, a, it then turns into a taxable account. Yeah, there's a, you've got IRAs, you've got Roths, you've not got non-qualified accounts. I can't tell you, Garrett, how many times I see somebody come in here who has all of their accounts with some other firm, mm -hmm. and they've got the same exact investments in their IRAs, their yep. Roths, and their non-qualified accounts. <laughs> Boy, is that a red flag right there, yep. because you want to have your tax-efficient investments inside your non-qualified accounts, have the investments that are trading day in and day out, mm -hmm. have those be in your yep. IRA, yep. and have your most growth or risky investments investments inside your Roth the account. Roth, yeah. That's generally the way that you want to do it. And boy, for somebody who's got all their, the same thing in their IRAs, their Roths, and their non-qualifieds, yeah. talk about a cookie cutter approach. Um, yeah. And speaking of tax efficiency, I, I want to bring up here before we uh, cut you loose for the weekend, our <laughs> seminar coming up, Tax Strategies to Reform Your Retirement. We do this one maybe twice a year and it's tax season right now. So it's a good time for us to do it. Mark these dates down on your calendar, Tuesday, March 5th, and Thursday, March 7th, tax strategies to re 
Form Your Retirement. It's at 6.30 p.m. at our office in Clemens in the old Broy Hill building. There is no cost or obligation to attend, but you do have to give us a call and register at 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Or you can register by our website, thewealthguardians.com, and click on the events tab. Uh, Garrett, that's it, buddy. All right. We're out of it. All right. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have this week. Thank you for joining us. We hope the rest of your weekend is everything you want it to be. This is Bryce Payne along with Garrett Ray. The show's The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And I want you to remember, sound financial plans do not create themselves. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB. Investment advisory services offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, and Wealth Guardians are independent entities. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions.